Welcome to the Fit Mom MD podcast. On this episode, Jenny talks about the overwhelm of the holidays and shares tips for communicating better in stressful moments. Jenny Hobbs, Fit Mom MD, and as you can see, we are full swing into the holidays here at our house. I'm sure you are too. This is absolutely one of my favorite times of the year, if not my favorite time. I look forward to it every year of the season. Um, I love it, and at the same time, it's kind of stressful, right? Um, the to-do list is a mile long, and there's a lot of things that legitimately do need to get done. At the same time, if you're like me and you're a high achiever and a perfectionist, you put a lot of expectations on yourself and other people to make that list longer or more difficult or more complicated and always do more. Um, and sometimes that can really add to a lot of anxiety and stress, both you know for me personally, and it also spills out maybe into my relationship with my husband or my kids. So over the years, as a recovering perfectionist, I have worked on letting go of some things and um, finding ways to not be so anxious and to fully enjoy this season that I love so much. So I want to share with you some tips and things that have been working for me. I'm definitely a work in progress, but I wanted to share honestly some things, uh, some strategies that I hope will help you as well. So the way I want to go through this, I think will be the most helpful is to tell you a quick story. So this is something that happened to Kevin and I a few holiday seasons ago. It was a huge turning point for us in how we've handled these situations going forward. So I was, you know, having the whole holiday to-do list buzzing through my brain, stressing out. I had worked all day. I was in the kitchen trying to get some stuff done, and Kevin is watching TV on the couch nearby. So, of course, as you can probably imagine, I'm, like, banging the drawers and getting myself more and more upset about how he's not helping and I'm doing everything myself. And, um, you know, normally I probably would have said something to that effect to him and started a big fight. Um, but for some reason that particular evening, I honestly realized that I wasn't feeling so much angry as I was feeling anxious and stressed out. Um, and so for some reason, instead of saying, you know, you need to help me and this is how we need to solve this problem and you're not, you know, pulling your weight. Instead, I took the approach of saying, you know, Hey, I'm feeling really anxious and really stressed out. I need some help. Um, so I actually just shared with, you know, my best friend and my partner, like, Hey, this is where I'm at. Like, you know, can you help me with this? And that was such a turning point in just changing the conversation from sort of a negative or nagging or argumentative approach to this is where I'm coming from. Um, and so it allowed us to open up a nice conversation because, you know, while Kevin wanted those things to happen, the way that he structures his day and thinks about what needs to be done is much sort of simpler and calmer than the way that I do it. And either way is right or wrong. It makes us a good balance for each other. But, um, by me, but by me saying, look, this is the whole list. Like he doesn't always have that whole list just buzzing through his brain. It's just not the way that he operates. And, you know, I'm in a lot of groups with a lot of high achieving women, especially doctors who have this sort of negative negativity, like, well, the men should just be better at, you know, thinking that way, et cetera. But at the end of the day, we all have different ways that we think we all have partners who, you know, most of us have partners who want the best and want these things to happen in a good and positive way. Um, and so we all have different strengths. And for me, the strength is that I've got the whole list and I've got it all going and I have all this energy to tackle it. And, you know, Kevin's strength is that he's more calm and simple and he can do things more efficiently. And so we can work really well as a team, but we have to learn to communicate around that and not have this expectation that the other person needs to think the way that we think, right? 
And of course, this goes for if you do have a positive, caring partner who actually will, when you say, I'm anxious and stressed, I need some help, jumps up and says, okay, like, let's figure this out and is actually committed to figuring it out with you. Um, certainly there are toxic partners out there, but, um, but I think most of us have, you know, our partners are good people and we have to learn the best way to communicate, to be collaborating with them. Right. So assuming positive intent is a big part of marriage, right? So Kevin had positive intent. He didn't know where I was coming from. So that allowed us to get on the same page. So once we were able to say, okay, like, what can we do about this? He said, well, what's, what's bothering you? I didn't even know it was all around in my head, like floating around. So we did a brain dump. I have another video that I did all about this. We got it all on paper and then immediately it was clear that there were a couple things I had on there that weren't urgent. So he said, well, we can write those down for another week. And there were some things I was putting pressure on myself to do in a more complicated, you know, perfectionistic way, or that just plain didn't need to be done. And he kind of was like, you know what? We don't need to do those things. And kind of gave me permission to take them off the list. And then we said, okay, what are the things that Kevin can, can, can do, right? And there were certain things that he's actually better at doing than me, like buying Christmas gifts for our nephews or, you know, preparing some of the food for the holidays or different things like that. And so he actually said, oh, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. So my list was much smaller by that point, And I felt so much better because A, I had someone in it with me. B, we had a plan, right? And, and C, my plan was manageable. It wasn't like overwhelming. So we actually were able to sit down and, you know, relax together that evening after we got a few things done. And we ended the evening feeling like we were a team. And the holiday season went great. He followed through, got all the gifts. Um, everything turned out really well. I didn't feel so stressed out. And to be honest, the stuff we took off my mental list that I thought was important, I don't even remember what it was. So it must not have been that important, right? So um, I do want to mention one key part of this is once I gave those, those tasks away, so I divided them up with Kevin and said, these are Kevin's tasks, these are Jenny's, I did not micromanage him. I let it go. This can be really hard to do. I think so often as um, high-achieving people, especially women, we think there's one way to do it, it's our way, and so if someone's not doing it as fast as we want, or wrapping it the way we want, or buying the type of clothes we want, or whatever, we start to nag our husbands, or make sarcastic comments, or tell our friends how they're not doing this good of a job. No, I was like, this is Kevin's job, I'm leaving it to Kevin, I'm not going to micromanage it. And I'm going to let that go, because I don't have the mental energy to micromanage and track someone else's job, and frankly, he's a grown adult who holds down a you know, very successful executive job, making multiple six figures. He knows about deadlines. He knows about getting stuff done. I don't think he needs his wife to make sure that he gets the Christmas presents on time. And, you know, if he does, you know, if he doesn't, if it doesn't come through, then that's his problem to solve and his, you know, conversation to have at family Christmas when his stuff isn't done. It's not my job to, you know, be in charge of that. And as long as I'm putting myself in charge of that, first of all, I'm not showing respect to him and I'm not showing him that I trust him. Um, and it doesn't set up a good positive relationship on either end. No, nobody wants to feel like someone doesn't think they can do a good job of something. Um, that's not going to encourage them to take on tasks and be an equal partner, right? So, so I think it's really, really key to let it go and trust your partner um, and um, to not be the micromanaging, you know, perfectionist about every little thing. Because honestly, um, there's two sides to this, right? Like on the one hand, we like things to be a certain way, but sometimes we have head in our head, you know, something that's maybe um, very specific to our expectations and not everyone shares that. So I think having a little room for, you know, your partner to do things their way so that you can have the mental health that you need to have and enjoy your time is completely worth it. So anyway, that is what has worked for us. We do it all the time now, not just at holidays, also the rest of the year. So just to really quickly summarize some tips that you can try in your own life when you feel overwhelmed um, or frustrated with your partner or both. Um, so the first one is take a deep breath, right? Get into a positive frame of mind. 
figure out what you're feeling, express that feeling. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling overwhelmed, right? To your partner, someone you trust, someone you love, ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. Um, and it sets up a more positive dynamic, ask for what you need. Um, then go through and do your brain dump, you know, delete some things from the list, prioritize some things, and then divide up the tasks with your partner so that you can, you know, both have some things to do and then let it go. Don't micromanage, truly let go of the task. Um, so that then you can enjoy your time. Thanks for listening to the FitMomMD podcast. You can find out more at FitMomMD.com. Subscribe to our podcast to see what Jenny has in store for us next week.